Fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> couple things i want to talk about that have nothing to do with this movie really okay but, well let's get it out of the way because i got some ranting to do all right hey guys this is sharks across hollywood and today we're going to talk about pet cemetery but before i talk about pet cemetery i want to get some a piece of movie news that we're all going to be really happy about and then i want to make fun of something so i don't know if you heard that troma was talking about i think they've been talking about it for years uh rebooting the toxic avenger but yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, we've with, talked about that. With a bigger budget, so quote unquote mainstream. And Legendary Pictures picked it up, so that's Oh you know, shit. Yeah. You're already there, but they found a director. Now, he's not a he's not a super well known guy, but he's in at least one movie that you and I both love to fucking death. He's in Green Room. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! Is it the guy who plays the uh, the neo Nazi who turns and and helps him out in the end? Yes, it's make, fuck. He's Macon a good Blair. director. Is yeah, he? he directed uh, he directed Blue Ruin. I think he did not direct. No, no. Excuse he me. In, he starred in Blue Ruin yeah. and he wrote. Oh, he directed. I don't want to feel at home in this. That's world right. Anymore. He directed. I don't want to feel at home in this world. Well, I feel yeah. like he directed an, another movie though before. Uh, he was in Murder Party. Were you gonna? <laughs> oh, you know what? That was it. I'm a huge Murder Party fan. And I've never seen it, but I know the oh, guy. It's awesome. Yeah, the guy who did uh, Green Room did Blue did, Ruin and did Murder Party. Blue Ruin and Murder Party. Yeah, he likes making Blair. He likes putting him in his movies. Yeah, so. I think I have a copy of Murder Party, but I'm not sure. If you don't, you should get one. It's a great movie. Because I want, I really want to see them both. I want. Well, okay, okay. Let, a, let me let me clarify. It's not a great movie. It's a great movie for what it is. Well, that's fair. I'm okay with that. But that's pretty fucking cool. Like he's an he's an indie guy, so he is probably a fan of that shit, anyways. Yeah. It's, Maybe he wrote something that I'm thinking of. I don't know why. I I did he write Blue Ruin? No. Yeah. I think that was Blue Ruin was also. It was a writer writer director thing. Yes, I believe we can check here. Let's see. Jeremy Selmier, I think is his name, the writer-director of those three awesome fucking movies. Yeah, those are some sweet-ass movies. Well, I guess they're awesome. I can only say one is awesome for sure. Well, I can say two of them are. But everybody keeps I on... I still haven't seen Blue Ruin. It's on my list, and I am going to see it. I almost bought it last night, but I kept on like pull, opening Amazon and going, like, I'm going to get movies, and then I'm like, oh, hey, uh, something shiny is over there, so I'm going to stop doing this right now. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon movies, I got uh, I got two movies in the mail today. The last of my tax money splurge. I picked up Best Friends Volumes 1 and 2, which I'm very, very excited to rewatch. Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero wrote the script. Only Greg Sestero could write a movie that Tommy Wiseau could be good in. And if you guys could see my face, <laughs> <Yeah>. that's... <laughs> I think he just pooped a little. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, I, I ordered Solar Babies for Stinkerfest this year. What is that? You don't know what Solar Babies Fuck is? No. Oh, my God. It's Mad Max for kids on roller skates. It's pretty fucking sweet. I found, I found a long list of apocalyptic skating movies. Why? Did you get the Rollerblade trilogy? No, no, but I'm, I want to. I'm going to. I'm thinking of maybe splurging one last time on that because it looks so fucking awesome yeah i'm just like you know what i probably will never watch these really but it'd be funny just to have them <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of or, movie excuse guy me, rollerblade am. seven rollerblade seven yeah okay yeah <laughs> the rollerblade seven trilogy i'm just like i want horror pack to just accidentally send me something weird <laughs> like that 
which is coming tomorrow or the next day. So I'm, all, oh, I'm always pretty excited. It's the one thing I look forward to every month. Horror Pack, sponsor us. Give me free shit. Yeah, that would be awesome, dude. Can I just have a free year? Or give me a free year because he's already signed up. Fuck. Well, <laughs> give me give me a free next year. Give him a free year. Give my mom a free year. I don't know. Does your mom like horror Fuck movies? Fuck no. No. <laughs> Nobody around me likes horror movies. You just want her, you just want her to have a 420 Massacre. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on Blu-ray. Which I have, sitting right over there. So that's cool. Fucking Toxic Avenger. I'm psyched. I don't I'm know. Very, I'm very excited. They got, with him behind it, yeah. I'm I'm there. So who's writing this shit? Let's, let's get on it, guys. Is Lloyd yeah. Kaufman writing it? Don't let him write it if you want people to take it seriously. No, that's probably a bad idea. Let I a, mean, you know what? It could, it actually, it could be kind of fucking awesome if Lloyd Kaufman writes it, and then a good director shoots it and takes like a terrible script and makes it awesome. Like if they really want to do this, Trent Haga or uh, James Gunn should write the script, or maybe they should write oh, it together. Oh, God, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That they got the pet or pedicure. They got the they got the pedigree. Pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days I'll remember how words work. Oh, a dainty dab a donkey dickle do. There is a hitchhiking scene in this movie, and all I could think was, I wonder if she followed the book. There's a hitchhiking scene in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, the hitchhike where she hitchhikes and she, and she gets in the truck with the oh, dude right, and he right, drops right. her off. Fuck me. She's racing through the night. You know that thought didn't even cross my fucking mind. Oh, I couldn't stop thinking it once. Once when the guy, because the guy like leers at her too. You know, he's like, "Hey, baby, get on in here." He started out super creepy, but then by the time she got out, he's less creepy. I'm like, "All yeah, right." But seriously, yeah. that's all I could think. <laughs> Follow the book. <laughs> I just watched a trailer for a movie that I thought was a joke. Oh, this should be good. Even though I've known for months that it was real and it's actually coming, but when I first heard about it, I thought it was a joke. Dora the Explorer is getting (laughs) a feature-length movie, live action, by the way. And it looks like like the the poster is serious looking, too. Uh, I watched the trailer. Did you see Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle? uh, I saw bits of it, snippets. My kids watched it, and I was... I walked through the room a few times. Tonally, it's like that, which oh, okay. will probably be fine because that's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've heard it's I've heard it's not bad. But what the fuck do we really need? And Diego's in it because Diego's her cousin. And it's just it's just fucking weird. I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is like a kid version of Indiana Jones Uncharted. More like Uncharted because she gets kidnapped and, and you know, there's no Nazis. <laughs> except in Uncharted, there's fucking Nazis, except they're Nazi zombies. Spoiler oh, alert, yeah. by the way, the first time I played that game, it got to that part. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah, that game that game takes a radical shift. But then the, you, you play it again and like you're like, oh, no, it, it all makes sense. Okay, I get it now. You, you can see that coming, but no, I, 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 I wasn't I, expecting I, it I think the it's, first time. I think it's well done. I'm, I'm an Uncharted fan. I fucking love Uncharted, yeah. all of them. They stopped being wacky and they got a little bit more grounded. The third and the fourth one are a little more Well, the first one grounded. was so over the top once you actually got... I'm, once you actually got to the <laughs> to the, to the Nazi zombies, zombies. it's like what the fuck. But well, I mean, hey, they embraced that Indiana Jones thing, you know. I mean, they just really, they just really went after it. I fucking love those games. Glad there's only four that didn't wear out its fucking welcome. I don't think it would be good if they if they just kept if they Assassin's Creed that yeah. shit. But anyways, hey, let's talk about Pet Cemetery because Dora the Explorer. What the fuck? Anyways. <laughs> So this shit's not a joke. This movie, well, this shit is a joke. Well, I, don't know. I have, I have, I have unkind things to say. I'm just gonna put that right out. Okay, there. good because I thought you were gonna malign me for saying how not. Okay, so I read the book. So the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm comparing the shit to the book because that's what happens, and it follows it. Okay, 
omits a couple characters and then that, but it, but it doesn't really change much. Oh, oh, okay, wait, hang on. This is this is relevant to Pet Cemetery, but I'm hanging. Oh, hey, I'm gonna spoil us for you really quick. Fuck you! Don't you goddamn dare! No. By the by, the end of the movie, dude, I'm seeing it this fucking week. Don't people die? It's scary. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, it was really not good, funny. Good. <laughs> But it was fucking awesome. But I'm there sitting in the theater, and what pops up? A Pet Cemetery trailer. Yeah. Fucking spoiler alert. Holy did shit. They, did they hear spoiler real bad? Somebody said, hey, Pet Cemetery, the remake, is, is different than the original. They changed the source material. They changed the book. And I'm like, okay, cool. I would like to know how they did that. They tell you exactly it's right how it, there in the yeah, fucking Right trailer. there in the trailer. Jesus. Oh, man. I'm like, why? Why do that to me? I'm Why? Like, I want... And now I'm mad because that's that's just unkind because I was going to go see it next week. Yeah, I was I (laughs) I was actually excited about uh, the remake just because and, you know, like getting right into it. I've never liked Pet Cemetery the movie. I I saw it when I I saw it when it it, uh, first came out on video. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on video. And uh, fuck, let's see. That'd make me. Well, it came out in 89, so, so 90 So I probably saw it in 90 or 91 is, is when I saw it. So that would make me 11 or 12. And, man, it just, like, I had the same feeling about it then that I had about it this time. And I really tried to keep an open mind when I sat down this time. I was like, all right, let's really give this a chance. Let's just let's just turn off our preconceptions and uh, and see see what's happening. So, like, so right off the bat, the opening's pretty good. That introductory scene in the Pet cemetery, very spooky. The graves are really well done. Whoever did the set design on that, they did a good job. It sets the tone well. And then the first sign of trouble hits. Screenplay by Stephen King. Well, that explains a lot, actually. Yeah, because Stephen King is the worst fucking screenwriter in history. <laughs> and he is the worst adapter of his own work. Hey, you know what? I fucking love Maximum Overdrive, though, so we'll no, give that if, one a pass, even though that's a fucking terrible If movie. you love Maximum Overdrive, I guarantee the reason you love Maximum Overdrive is because it's so delightfully bad yes yeah oh yeah yeah and i like i can i can sit down and enjoy the shit out of maximum overdrive i can i could sit down and enjoy the shit out of this if i wasn't like taking it seriously oh no this movie's way too serious no this movie takes itself completely seriously and yet has that because stephen king doesn't understand what works on film and what doesn't work on film famously he hates Kubrick's adaptation of The Shining. And if you've ever seen even a snippet of King's adaptation of The Shining, it's a nightmare in the worst possible way. (laughs) I know. You know what? I remember when that aired on TV. My mom was watching it. I remember. I remember seeing parts of it. So yeah, right from the beginning, as soon as uh, as soon as the scene in the pet cemetery, the intro, the, the opening credits in the pet cemetery are over, and we meet the family, the music, the acting. The lighting, everything about this movie screams made-for-TV movie. And in the 1980s, that was not a compliment. Today, <laughs> today it's a, it can be a compliment, but in the 1980s, that was a scathing indictment. Okay, so it's not just me that thought it looked kind of cheap? No, it looked like shit. Okay. Literally, there is one actor in this whole movie who's sympathetic, and it's Herman Munster. That is fucking who that was. Holy shit. I didn't, but I, I did, I wanted, I was going to make fun of him and I'm still going to, I don't give a shit. No, you can totally make fun of him, but he's the only guy who has moments where he's believable and his character is sympathetic because everyone else is a fucking scumbag or they're just so annoying that you you wish they'd die like the daughter. Okay, good. Me too. I was going to be super, I, I thought I was going to be the mean one and be like, this little bitch is annoying. Like no, I do have to praise the actress a little bit. She sucked, but at least she was fucking going for it. That no, was, she yeah. did. She she did. It's that's not her fault. 
she was miscast. That it's the casting agent's fault. Whoever cast her in this movie was a jackass and shouldn't be casting anybody anywhere. She went on to do such masterpieces as Ghost Rider. She went on to be fucking hot. I, I looked her up that. on IMDb. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit. How did that nerdy little thing turn into that?" I am gonna, I am going to talk about Judd. The his fucking voice is so weird. Like and I know apparently it's an accent. Yeah, it's a ma- it's, it's it's a Yankee accent. Wow. It I said I put in my notes that he sounds like Rodney Dangerfield with a head injury. <laughs> that's uh that's not that's that's pretty good. That's uh yeah, that paints a picture. Like I want John Lithgow to be in this movie instead. No, I kind I, of. <laughs> you know, I um that that brings up the point. I I follow a lot of horror fans on Instagram and stuff. And one one of the things I one of the things I saw someone post was uh, John Lithgow saying sometimes dead is better, and then a picture of uh, oh what the fuck's his name. I should know his name, but Fred anyway, Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. That's right. Herman Munster saying nah, it's better. <laughs> it's better and he goes yeah yeah and that's yeah that's in the book it's in oh, the yeah. book oh yeah oh my god speaking of the book boring i thought I, the i think the book's good i think it's I, a good book not boring necessarily but i'm like this isn't his scary like it's, it didn't scare me a bit like everybody like there's a lot of lists that say oh hey the scariest stephen king book is pet cemetery i'm like all right I think it's his most. Cool. I think it's his most disturbing book because of the, you know, I mean, the themes it deals with and stuff are genuinely upsetting. And I'll say this: the scene when uh, Gage gets hit by the truck, it's effective. That's one of the few scenes in this movie that's done pretty well. Until the fucking hairpiece dad comes in and is go. In slow mo on the highway, and I'm just like, oh fuck, you had to ruin it. I was I was invested for a moment there. Uh, do you know what's funny about the kid though? Uh, not a goddamn thing, because he's such a terrible. No, I'm. No, he's the best actor in the fucking movie. Yeah. Anyways. Well, okay, until <laughs> until he's a zombie. And the guy who did who was Pascal was actually okay. He didn't. His character was just written too too poorly. Like yeah. he was, I, I think his acting was fine, but he was, he was just written too corny. Like he, his name might as well have been plot device. That's what he is. Yeah. But he, he like was, he, he was, was that in the book too. No, absolutely. And it's a terrible, terrible, he's a terrible, terrible device. It's my own personal prejudice. I don't like the ghost as the plot device. It would be one thing if there were some other, and maybe there is in the book and I'm forgetting about it. There is. It. It's supposed to be a fucking Wendigo. But What? The Wendigo. The Wendigo is making all this shit happen. Not some random force in the in the Micmac burial ground. It's the Wendigo. Oh, okay. I totally forgot that. <laughs> I read the book this year too. Really? Well, in 2018. They talk a lot about the Wendigo, I and I've, I, I, I remember. I remember them bringing it up, but I don't remember any kind of like indication that that's actually what it was. The Wendigo makes you hallucinate and become a cannibal or some shit. No, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the Wendigo legend. Ravenous is one of my favorite movies. Have I want to see that. You, I have not. You haven't seen, it. seen Ravenous? Oh my god, dude! See Ravenous. You want a good Wendigo movie? Watch Ravenous. I'm gonna. <laughs> the thing is, his character, like, okay, we have this force. Whether it's a Wendigo, whether it's the burial grounds themselves, there's this force that's influencing events. That's fine. I can accept that. We've established that. There's a logic in place for that. How the fuck does this guy get to keep coming back and coming back? And then he's like, and now I have to leave. But then he fucking comes back again. He's not following any rules. There's no logic to him. He is pure plot device. Oh yeah, no pure I, contrivance. I and was I thinking that it. the whole time. I'm like, wait, but how does who who sent him? He says I was sent to like stop it or yeah. Whatever. If we had established 
any kind of I mean, I mean he he's he's a fan of the magical negro there could have been a magical negro who sent him you know that was fucking judd judd wasn't a magical negro he's a magical yankee <laughs> yeah okay no but he was actually the bad guy in the whole thing that's that well yeah, yeah that's the awful twist is that the is that the one character i'm kind of identifying with turns out to be <laughs> be the bad guy in this whole thing like in, inadvertent i want to i want to tell you about the kid i looked at the face i'm like i recognize that motherfucker no he ended up doing all kinds of horror movies, and he was in some great ones too he was the kid in kindergarten cop that says boys have a penis and girls have a vagina so <laughs> really so I laughed. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not make that connection at all. Of course, I haven't seen Kindergarten Cop since the night. And he's in a bunch of episodes of like Full House and like some sitcoms. And- he's in Wes Craven's New Nightmare. He's in some horror classics. Like he can probably get, he can probably do horror cons for the rest of his life. I can also relate to the little girl, even though she's super annoying. That whole after after the, they show her the pet cemetery and she's like, "Is church gonna die? Is church gonna die?" And Dad's like, "Maybe." <laughs> No, that, that I mean, he says yes, but her reaction makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I think her reaction is the most naturalistic thing that kid has to say in this whole movie. Oh, dude, and that—that's the thing that gets me about this movie. The only reason I feel anything for it because it wasn't really that great. No, it was <laughs> fucking terrible. Was that I'm like the, what she's thinking right there? Oh my god, hey, is Church gonna die? When's he gonna die? He's gonna die, right? It's gonna happen every fucking day, every day with my with my fucking dogs. I'm sitting there petting Dooley, and I'm just like, yay, we're having fun, we're happy right now, and I'm like, oh hey huh this dog's gonna die and then i'm just then i get sad and i'm and i'm i can't i can't just have nice things i'm not even catholic yet i have catholic guilt <laughs> boy did you get fucked yeah yes yes i did like i got that new car and i'm like everybody's trying to fucking hit me why is everybody hitting me nobody tried to hit me when i had my piece of shit car maybe i just didn't care and i wasn't i didn't notice but now everybody everybody's running me off the road people are driving a thousand miles an hour fucking barely stopping at these stop signs on these through streets catholic guilt so that actually brings (laughs) me back to my main point that i came to while reading the book and it is present in the movie though it's not as pronounced but in the book the wife for the listeners who haven't read the book and are listening to this anyway the wife is like kind of fanatically anti-death yes like to the point of ridiculousness and in in the movie it's a little she she's turned down a little bit which is amazing for stephen king because i've never known him to be able to dial things back it's still super fucking annoying no she's totally i hate her she's totally the worst in this in this movie but yeah, so like she she's so death phobic and she's so crazy about it that she's like essentially forces the dad to tell the daughter everything's going to be fine. I promise he'll never die, you know. And she, you know, like she she makes him pr- make these promises. And in this movie, she still kind of she does it more subtly mm-hmm. in that, you know, like she kind of she she reveals to him why she's so sketchy about death, why why she's so hypersensitive about it and stuff. Yeah, it seems like it happens a little quicker too. It's not it like does, in no, the middle it, of the fucking movie or it's like, I guess it is kind of in the middle of the movie, but Stephen King is just a verbose motherfucker and it takes him 100 pages <laughs> to get to the goddamn point. Yeah, it does. But uh seriously, as I'm reading this book, all I could think was, you know, and 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 it's true in the movie too. Too, although less blatantly so literally every horror in this movie with the exception of the cat dying which is the most natural thing in the world in a situation like that mm-hmm. every other horror in this movie could have been avoided by just having a an honest discussion with that kid about death oh gee really i'm not being sorry i'm being sarcastic yeah obviously yeah we're we're very open with the kids and like and lydia said yesterday she's like well i kind of wish everybody would die <laughs> and he, it seemed it seemed really dark then rachel's like 
why? She's like, so so we could all be with doodles. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fucking kill me. Why don't you? Jesus. <laughs> and then we had, you know, Ouch. we had to explain to her, we don't know if that's a thing. You know, we don't know if we're if we're all going to be together when we die or if we're just going to not be anything. But I'm actually kind of glad they kind of were essentially forced to experience that because now they it's a thing yeah. that they that. They no, can, I, I think know. I think it's I think I think it's really I think it's really healthy for a kid to experience death. It's, I mean, it fucking sucks. It's unpleasant. But, yeah. It's it's universally unpleasant. Like one of the hardest things I ever had to do was explain to my kids that my mom had died, you know, and they were all very close to their grandma and they had had pets die before. But yeah, they 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 took that pretty hard. And and the worst part is they were taking it hard at the exact same time I was taking it hard because we all found out we all found out within an hour of each other. And were you trying to be like, OK, I got to be kind of tough here so Basically, they can let yeah. them kind of do their thing. And yeah. yeah, like I had to I had to keep it together like I couldn't you know, I mean, it's your mom dying like mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm a pretty detached motherfucker in general. But yeah, like it fucking wrecked me. And I still had to just be like, no, I'm not going to think about this until I talk to my kids. I'm not going to fall apart on them. I can't do that. I can't, I can't just collapse into tears. I need to be the strong one for them. And it was really hard, but ultimately, ultimately they came out the other side of it and, and they're healthier now and they're at peace with it. They, it's not like I tried to deny it or placate it. I, you know, placate them or anything. I was just like, look, this is what happened. It was really unexpected. Nobody saw it coming. I went, my aunt called me and I thought for sure my grandmother had died. Cause my, which gran- would be nat- my grandmother's yeah. almost 90. Hey, this is what I'm would expecting. Would have made, made yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. And I, I thought for sure that that's what happened, but nope, it was my mom, which just boo, like pew, out of nowhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this, this, Every single awful, horrific thing in this story could have been prevented with one simple conversation that would have been very painful and very difficult. Like, hey, your cat might die. Yeah. (laughs) Like if he'd have just said, you know what? Church is going to die eventually. He might not die today. I hope he doesn't die today. But he will die someday. And that's a reality you have to confront. And it's unpleasant and nobody likes it, but it's the most natural thing in the world. In fairness, he did try. He did say, well, he'll you know he'll he'll probably live until you're in high school man it'll be (laughs) like which is that's fine that's that you know still you can be like well he could you probably should be honest and be like he could he could fucking drop dead right now and that's the thing it's like there was a commercial on the radio no excuse me it was on pandora i may or may not have brought this up before because it fucking annoyed the shit out of me (laughs) i i hated this product just for this commercial like the truth is it's probably a wonderful product that tastes delicious and is ethically made and stuff like that but i just fucking hated it for this commercial <laughs> there's this girl and she says mom where do chicken nuggets come from oh, God. and then it has the internal monologue of the mother oh no she was so excited when we visited the chicken farm and and blah 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 and she just fell in love with the chickens at the petting zoo or whatever it was. I don't know. But suffice to say, the mother just turned into a giant fucking coward and she's like, "I know what I'll do. I'll get her such and such brand vegan chicken nuggets and then I can tell her they're made from plants." And that's what she fucking does. And I was like, "You piece of shit. You coward. Fuck you. You should lose your children for that." You goddamn buck-passing piece of human <laughs> trash. I hate you. Well, that's so fucked up. Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, when we're eating, like, bacon and shit, I'm like, hey, guys, guess what? This is a dead pig. Yeah. Because I'm you a know dick. What? <laughs> you know, if, you're, if, you, if your objection to meat is, is not moral, 
If you're buying the vegan chicken nuggets, not because you have some moral issue with chickens being killed, then have the fucking courage to just say, that is a dead chicken that you're eating. That is a chicken that was tossed into a machine and picked apart and separated into its individual bits and jammed into a nugget form. <laughs> like a fucking adult. See, and I, I appreciate Rachel so much for that. Like, I have dated girls with kids and where I was trying to be honest and the moms are like, no, no, don't. Don't do that. I'm like, what the fuck? They have to figure it out sometime. And better me than some fucking, than some stranger. Like, they're going to they're gonna get kidnapped in the back of a windowless van. They're not going to get raped, but some guy's going to tell them where bacon comes from. <laughs> That's that's what's going to happen. I think I just found my new mission in life. <laughs> to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy with the windowless <laughs> van and I'm not going to I'm not going to do a goddamn thing to the kid except explain meat processing to him. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'll show him a video, the PETA video with the chick. Oh god. With the chicks getting ground up in the machine. Well, don't fucking give him PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Like here, 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 kid. This is this is how meat's made, but they're showing it to you in the most visceral, disgusting way because they're a terrorist organization slash cult that wants everybody to they they want to they want to murder everybody who's doing this to the animals. They want they want to burn your house down if you're eating meat. So I so all right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep going with this. <laughs> Go I had it. I had an experience. I my ex-wife is Romanian. And I, I like to I like to say that being married to an Eastern European is like being married to someone from your parents' generation because they are literally twenty to forty years behind us in terms of the way they view the world, right? Which is in some ways is awful and in some ways is completely fine. It, it, in some ways it's actually better. So I had kids with this woman. At the time, I only had one child. This was in, I'm going to say 2000. My son was about one, maybe two years old. So it might've been 2001. And my ex-wife's father, among many other things that he does, will butcher pigs. He knows how to butcher a pig. He will, uh, and, he know, and he knows, oh, he, he, he butchers not only pigs, he also butchers uh, lambs, rabbits, chickens, things like that. You know, just for himself, and sometimes he'll do it for other people and get a cut of the meat or whatever. So, so for Easter one year, he bought a lamb, and he brought the lamb into the yard and let my son play with it for about two hours, and then he took the lamb over to the grating in the floor in in, in the concrete yard because all yards are made of concrete in this city that we live in over there. And he <laughs> takes my son with him, and he kind of walks the lamb over over the grate, pulls out a knife, and just slits the lamb's throat. Very gently slits the lamb's throat, and the lamb just starts making this sound like as it bleeds out into the grate. And I'm watching it, and part of me, the American part of me, is going I have to stop this. I can't let, because I see it coming. I Like, I see it coming. I see him. He's walking the lamb over. I'm watching this through the windows that go from the bedroom into the yard. There are these big, huge windows, and I, I just have this panoramic view of my son being introduced to death. <laughs> and uh, part of me wanted to stop it, and then I just kind of stopped myself, and I go, you know what? This could actually be good for him. And so my father-in-law proceeds to do it the lamb bleeds out and my son's just kind of watching the whole thing like he's not crying he's not upset because this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand about kids if you don't get upset by whatever happened whether the kid gets you know knocked in the head or something like that or breaks their arm or sees something traumatic if you don't get upset particularly with real little kids they won't get upset if you stay calm they'll stay calm so my my father-in-law he's being completely calm he slits the lamb's throat my son comes in about 10 minutes later and he's like hey dad hey dad 
I was out there. I was playing with the lamb. And then Grandpa came, and he rubbed the knife on the lamb's neck, and then the lamb went, uh, 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 my, my one-and-a-half-year-old. And I was like, really? Uh-huh. Was that? What do you think about that? It was, it was cool. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then... He's a he's away at college, right? Yeah, he's at college right now. <laughs> How many dead women do you think are in his closet right now? That is my constant fear. I'm like, you know what? I have my chance and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna be like, you know what? That was the moment I fucked everything up. He doesn't remember it, but somewhere back there. And that's exactly how he does it, too. Yep, he, he, he takes them over a sewer grate and slits their throat and watches them bleed out calmly. But he, pl- he plays with them first. Calmly watches them bleed. Yeah, after playing with them for two hours. <laughs> and they're like, hey, this is fun. It's like, hey, uh, do you see that See that grate on the floor? Why don't you lie down here? Because he's a good-looking guy. You know, he, 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 can, he, can convince, he can convince women to do strange things. <laughs> you can convince a woman to do anything if you have the right amount of chloroform. <laughs> Well, he did study chemistry in high school. Well, there, he's probably making his own. <laughs> he's like, Dad, can I have a can I have a chemistry set? Oh, what for? What are you gonna make? Nothing. <laughs> no, he Nothing. had he, he had like a full on chemistry set. He was like like when he was nine years old, he had a full on chemistry set, and I mean like full on. He was like, Dad, I need you to get me some hydrofluoric acid. <laughs> Jesus, I was like, what? <laughs> I need hydrofluoric acid. I'm, I need it to in order to do this experiment, but I can't buy it. They won't sell it to me. <laughs> There's probably a reason for that, maybe. <laughs> that is a, that is an actual conversation I had with him <laughs> when he was nine. I, I was like, you know what? I don't think we're going to be buying anything that could just eat through the house. Yeah, maybe not. So more death happens. By the way, they replaced an entire character. I didn't know who Missy Dandridge was yeah, in the book. Missy, I couldn't figure I didn't know who she was. I thought she was a girl at school. I think she was Judd's wife. She was not. She, that, that was Mrs. No, no, Crandall. No, no, no. But what I mean is I think, oh, yeah, she yeah, was, yeah. I think she was filling the role of Judd's wife. Yeah, but she was in the book. She was mentioned in the book. But I don't she, know who she was. I can't remember. She's such an ancillary character yeah. that I don't remember her at all. Because I, I see her there. I'm like, who the fuck's that? They had a house lady? Okay, whatever. And then Missy Dandridge kills herself instead of old lady Crandall dying and that's where we go to the funeral and incidentally that suicide her whole character was completely pointless it's just so they could go to the funeral just to get them to a funeral yep. where fucking nothing happens yep. nothing happens at that funeral nothing is revealed nothing nope. is opened up literally the only thing <laughs> is it prompts that conversation with the daughter that could have been prompted literally a thousand other ways but we do get the Stephen King cameo and that might <laughs> that might be my favorite part of the movie because he is fucking awful yeah he's no, the he's worst terrible. goddamn actor he's, in the he's world he's such a bad actor He's such a bad actor. Like, like in Maximum and, Overdrive. And, and, that, but yeah. let let me say let me say this: Stephen King in 1989 <laughs> playing a priest is just beautiful <laughs> irony because boy, Christians hated him in 1989. They've come around to him in the post 2000s. They started coming around, but man, in 1989, I spent time. My dad, my dad was a born again Christian, still is, but he was heavy involved in the community. And man, they did not have kind things to say about Stephen King in 1989. They always need a target. He was the one. It was like him and Dungeons and Dragons, dicks and devils. That's that's what it's actually D and D. I guess I, I don't fucking know. I couldn't. The devil doesn't have another D name. I did put in my notes. <laughs> you couldn't come up with demon for that. Demons and devils. Demons and devils. Fuck. Like really. 
I suck. <laughs> I'm I'm one to give you shit about not coming up with the right word. Yeah, uh, I did. I did put in the notes that, that when they were watching TV and they're well, when when Judd Judd is not Judd, uh, Lewis is watching TV and his Ellie comes up to him and she turns off the fucking TV. I would slap that kid so goddamn hard for turning off my fucking show. <laughs> hey guys, that was a joke. I would never actually slap a child. I've met his kids. He totally wouldn't. I would belittle them mercilessly. But he might do that. Don't turn off a fuck. You don't turn off a man's damn TV. You want a little ta- toxic masculinity <laughs> with your comedy? He's trying really hard to handle everything well. But then fucking Rachel's over there. Rachel, by the way, is the name of Lewis's wife in the movie. It's not my Rachel who is who handles these things. Totally different Rachel. Well. I actually felt bad when I was writing about when I was writing my notes about Rachel. I was like, I want to make sure if Rachel hears this, she doesn't think I'm talking about her. Because his Rachel's a very cool lady. So holy fuck, Zelda is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, before we get Let's... before before we get to Zelda, because that's a whole that's a whole thing. I got a bitch a little bit about the casting of this movie, and I don't just mean the kid. What's his name again? Lucas Lewis. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Lewis. Lewis. Who the fuck was he blowing to get that job? Because he is the worst actor I've seen in a Stephen King movie, and he's not charming, and he's not handsome, and he's doesn't he doesn't have anything to lead me to believe that he should be the lead in what was destined to be a big hit movie. Oh, was it? Because it wasn't. Really. I don't think it was. I feel like it had to be a hit because Stephen King, everything Stephen King was a hit back then. Except, I mean, you know, except Maximum Overdrive. Don't get me wrong. Well, People weren't complete idiots back in the 80s. Oh, I guess it award winning. One win and five nominations, really. For what? Because I call bullshit. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, da da da. Saturn Award nominee for Best Horror Film. Best Film. I'm not going to deny horror was in a rough state in the late 80s. It really was. Razzie Award nominee in 1990 for Worst Original Song, which I listened to that fucking song and that is not a bad song. That song's awesome. I was, I, you know, I, I was going to save that for the end, but the one really good thing to come out of this movie was that song. And in that Stephen King got his own Ramones song because it's well documented. Stephen King is a huge Ramones fan. Is he a Ramones fan? Oh, okay. He's, Cause he's, that's actually a huge Ramones. Fan. That is the next point after after the Zelda stuff on here because the only there are two or yeah. there are two songs in this movie because nothing about the Ramones is really ever mentioned in the book except for hey ho let's go and he says that constantly hey ho let's go constantly just every time he needs to do something fucked up he's like hey ho let's go because the dude's no. constantly fucking talking to yeah. himself but we don't get that song in the movie we get Sheena is a punk rocker and Pet Cemetery probably because they couldn't afford <laughs> They couldn't could. afford Blitzkrieg Bob. Yeah, they couldn't afford. Yeah. That was that was that, that was probably too highly priced. And they and they hired him to do the original. So it was like, all right, well, we got to get these guys to do an original, and we need a song for the trucker to be singing to. So, but I, like, I was good. Right, I was good with let, hearing. Let's take a yeah. let, let's let's take a lesser known hit. Stephen King does not look like a dude that would listen to the Ramones. Yet he loves them. That's fucking awesome. Huge Ramones fan. He was doing a lot of drugs back then, though. That he was. So he was D.D. Ramone. He, so said he, he said he does not have any memory of writing Cujo. Yeah, I've heard he does, doesn't remember making Maximum Overdrive. He probably doesn't remember writing this. No, he said he said he, he said he wrote, he said he, um, he wrote, well, it wasn't Cujo. It was something else. He said while he was writing it, he constantly had uh, Q-tips jammed up his nose to stop the, to staunch the bleeding. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Was that his drug of choice, cocaine? Oh, yeah, cocaine, big time. Cocaine and alcohol then? Stevie that... loved the booze and he loved the cocaine. I mean, if you watch or read The Shining, it's pretty obvious he's a, he's a booze hound. Okay, good. I'm going to I'm gonna read The Shining. I want to watch it. I want to read it before I actually sit down and watch the movie that I've never seen. Oh, you've never seen Kubrick's no. Shining? Oh, my God. It's only half interesting to me. And the only reason that is is because nobody will shut the fuck up about this goddamn movie. The nice thing about Kubrick's version is it's very different from the book. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not you're not spoiling anything for yourself if you watch the movie before you read the book or read the book before you watch the movie because they're they're two totally different animals. Anyways, tell me about Zelda. Do you have do you have the do you have any opinions about this? I okay. feel like Ted I, Raimi should have been cast as her because that's exactly Ted Raimi what... could have been cast as her. <laughs> no, what it kind of looks like Doug. Um, no, it's not Doug Bradley. Doug something. The guy who played uh, in Shape of Water is and played Abe Sapien and oh yeah, I he plays every skinny monster character in the world and he he could totally have been Zelda. It's Andrew Hubitzik. Huba, Huba, yeah, it's some dude which. It looks like it's a dude in makeup. It totally looks like a dude. It, it's in a makeup. dude in makeup. <laughs> and this is this is my main beef with the um the remake preview that I saw. It looks like they're going the same way with Zelda. In the book Zelda was like 12. Yeah, right? And I think they should do her as 12 because it's it would be so much creepier and there are some really good child actors out there right now. Millie Bobby Brown could do it. She'd be great. I mean there, there there's so many great child actors out there. I can't even put together a list. She's the only one I know by name, but it, it's really a golden age for child actors right now. There are some there are just some fantastic kids out there doing fantastic work in horror movies even. Yeah, they should they should make Zelda 12. It would be so much creepier. I absolutely agree and that's the part that scared me about the movie when they- the kids started getting fucking yeah because you know. because even though it even though the directing i mean it's not the kid's fault that he's not ter- that he's not naturally vicious and you know nasty he, he's a sweet little kid you know like he, yeah. he's like one of the yes. cutest kids in the world but yeah like even with the sort of corny look of the thing it's still disturbing it like it's still it's still pretty effective it's one of the few things in the movie that is genuinely effective and the zelda thing I, uh, okay, we're coming back to Zelda. The Zelda thing's always bothered me because in the book, and, and this isn't something that always bothered me, the contrast between the book and the movie, the movie just bothered me because it made the wife look like a piece of shit. She was just kind of annoying in the book, yeah. In the movie, she sucks. But, but yeah, like particularly her whole interaction with Zelda where she talks about how she was glad when she died and all that stuff, it just makes her look like a shitty person. Whereas in the book, at least they took the time to show you that Zelda was a shitty person mm-hmm. too. And it, she totally had a reason to be a shitty person. She It was completely, your sympathies were with her, but at the same time, that didn't make her not an asshole. Yeah. And so you sympathized with the wife because she was being put through some real genuine horror. And so for her to be relieved on the other side of it was totally sympathetic in the book in the movie she just looks like an asshole <laughs> it was still scary it no it was definitely scary the visuals are <laughs> yeah, very upsetting. yeah that that and it was cool i liked i liked how creepy it looked but yeah you're right zelda is the one creepy ass thing i mean like even despite the bad direction she's creepy as shit yeah i'm gonna be seeing that in my fucking dreams tonight yeah i think i i don't you're definitely not alone on that but and i i I would have loved to see scary shit like that on the big screen but i'm not seeing that fucking movie now that it was ruined for me in the fucking trailer well now i now i have to leave the theater when i see the pet cemetery ad come on i have to leave i have to leave the room god that's annoying because i am going to see us this week go see us holy shit everybody go see us also go see pet cemetery i guess you know what? I should fuck. I should have watched Pet Cemetery 2. You know what? We'll. <laughs>
I think when 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 the new one comes out on Blu-ray, <laughs> we'll we'll do fucking Pet Cemetery Pet 2. Cemetery too. <laughs> hey man, te- uh, I was gonna call him Tom That'll... Clancy, Clancy Brown, and Edward Furlong are in that fucking movie. I love me some Clancy Brown, and I love me some Edward Furlong. Have you heard Edward Furlong's uh, pop album? My eyes rolled back into my head so fucking hard right now. No, I was why? Afraid you gave yourself whiplash there. <laughs> No, it's the worst thing you've ever heard. It <sighs> makes the Tim Curry albums sound like like The Clash. <laughs> I fucking love it. Let's do the end of this movie because okay. that's let's, that's let's where bring we're, it home. We're all we're skip we're skipping a lot. We're skipping a lot. We're skipping but, a lot. Know, but ultimately, you're not missing much. Everybody, everybody knows what happens next. You know, the the adorable son gets hit by the truck, and the dad, of course, takes him to the micmac burial grounds which turns out to be a huge fucking mistake and uh and and so let's let's bring it home this is where it gets creepy because to me there is nothing fucking scarier than a psychotic murderous child (laughs) because i just assume that we're going to be sleeping upstairs and the girls are going to come stab us You know what's you know you know what's funny as I as I was watching it you're now please don't misunderstand this your daughters are in no way as annoying as they're, they're, they're not as annoying as that kid but the daughter did remind me a little visually a little <laughs> bit of your girls like she yeah. they look like they could be cousins oh speaking of the daughter does she have the fucking shine why is she having all these dreams I know why but because it's like, fucking Stephen King and kids and just have dreams device. all yeah. the time yeah. Stephen Stephen King loves magical children and magical Negroes. <laughs> oh God! So the little kid kills Judd, cuts off his fucking face. That which that is, is kind of awesome. That is a, Judd gets a pretty sweet ass death scene. Yeah, it's pretty rough. First the Achilles yeah. tendon, oh, then the face. Oh, the the fucking Achilles tendon. You know that Eli Roth is like, I'm doing that in one of my movies. Oh, absolutely. I bet that made him throw up. That's one of the Ugh. few really effective, effective scenes in this movie. Yeah, that got me. I'm glad I was not eating at the time. Because, <laughs> ugh. Oh, that fucking hurts. Yeah, and the little kid's doing it with a scalpel. Yeah. Ugh. And he's just, you could see, he's fucking sawing at that shit, man. Like, oh. he was really going. It's like the pencil oh, in Evil Dead, the pencil and the oh, ankle yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Whew. Oh, so and then the mom finally Speaking comes. Of which, if you haven't seen Evil Dead, great, great scene where someone yeah. gets stabbed. What's wrong with you? With if you pencil. haven't seen Evil Dead, fucking assholes. <laughs> Granted, Evil Dead itself, if you want to get objective, is not that good of a movie. It's it, two is the really good Evil one. Dead Two is the way to go, and if you want, you know, the remake is pretty fucking awesome. The remake is pretty fucking yeah. awesome. Fetty Alvarez is also a great horror filmmaker, and he needs to make more goddamn movies. What was the other one he made? Don't breathe. That's right, he made Don't breathe, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was. Granted, the one. twist at the near the end is way fucking off the rails, but it's still cool. <laughs> I want to do that one at some point too. So the mom comes over to Judd's house because she hears Zelda say Rachel, and then the little kid is laughing maniacally, which, which is super at creepy. At which point, everything falls apart for me. Because Judd's death scene, genuinely well done. The director did a really good job on that one scene. And then Stephen King comes back with his fucking <laughs> nonsensical psychic moments and shit. Why the fuck is Zelda? Why why is she hallucinating Zelda? Why is all this shit going? It makes no goddamn sense. It's the Wendigo. The, the, the kid being a fucking demon child is creepy enough. You could have just left it at that and it would have been creepy as hell. Now you got to bring yeah. Zelda in. And, and, and that scene where she sees Zelda, Zelda still cuts a disturbing figure. I'm not going to say she doesn't. But in that scene, when she just runs 
up and starts laughing, it makes her almost slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just robs yeah. her of the menace that she had up till that point, you know? Yeah. So it, I, f- I feel like they took one of the most effective parts of the movie and just kind of shat all over it with that scene. But then at least she turns so I, back into the little kid and he's like, I have a present for you, mommy. And that is creepy as fuck. And the present just happens to be stabbing her several times with the scalpel. <laughs> and then and then hanging her from the fucking attic. How did he get her up there? In the How though? Because I would like to know. That. He's a monster. Well, that's true. He's child. He, he's got some kind of demon in him or something. He's like, like Chucky. The, Chucky came out a year before this. Child's Play did. That yeah, yeah. And a lot of the effects reminded me of that, like the little kid. Oh no, yeah. the, the scene the scene where Lewis comes into the house and the kid <sighs> is pops up in the attic. And it, it straight up looks like they just took the Chucky doll. Doesn't it? Yes. It, it looks exactly like the Chucky doll. Like, it doesn't even look like the kid. A little. <laughs> not even a little. It looks like the Chucky doll. And it just kind of makes you wish you were watching Child's Play. <laughs> yeah. But you're not. Pretty much. No. At that uh, point, at that point, at that point, I'm so out of it. As soon as uh, as soon as the whole thing with Zelda happened in that sequence, it just all started falling apart. And I was like, all right, I can't even enjoy this anymore. This is too cornball. Like, did, well, it, it is. And I was going to say, did you laugh when he finally he finally gets the kid? He's like, the, so Lewis goes over to the house to like the essentially attacking him and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> the kid is a foot and a half tall, you fucking stooge. Child's play logic again. But he's 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 trying to pump him full of morphine because Lewis is a doctor. He's trying to pump <laughs> yeah, the kid full of morphine. Right. And then the kid comes. He's like, give daddy a hug or whatever. And then he grabs him and he fucking shoves the morphine needle in his goddamn throat. And the kid, you know, he hits the plunger. The fucking morphine goes in to him and he walks away he's like not fair not fair (laughs) at that point at that point i was just laughing yeah and then he the kid like leans up against the wall and then he does no they 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 have this they have this amazing shot (laughs) are you going to talk about the shot because it's fantastic do the shot do the shot so the kid stumbles backward and then (laughs) falls to the corner in what is clearly a reverse shot where they had the kid lying in the corner and then just had him stand up and then pretend to trip in reverse he's a fucking three-year-old kid he doesn't know how to do it convincingly (laughs) and it just looks like this backward shot it 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 it's so fucking surreal and fantastic. I didn't even I didn't even notice that because I I, I was too focused on the next thing. Like, <laughs> did you see that fucking ice cube scowl on that kid's face? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, right? The, uh, yeah. When when Ice Cube the person like does yeah. his little little mean face, no, that's what the I kid looked the exact, like. <laughs> I know the exact one you're talking about. Yeah, this movie is so stupid. Oh god. No, at that point, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. And then the uh. and, and then he and then he and, and, and then in the in the final <laughs> comedic horror moment, he buries his wife yes. up on the Micmac burial ground, and she comes back, and she's fucking spurting ooze yeah, blood out of her popping eye out of her eye. Oh, and he's gross. like, oh man, I gotta make out with you. And at that point, it's at that point, it's a trauma movie, right? And I'm like, dude, why are you kissing her? She's fucking gross. Just- oh, and he goes for it too. Like, that is his, that is his best acting in that entire movie. What was his motivation? I mean, I assume it, in the book, it's like the Wendigo thing is essentially manipulating them so they can so it can get something. Like I don't think its motivations really are ever explained. It's strange. It's strange that they use a Wendigo because Wendigos traditionally it's cannibalism is their yeah. is their mo. So like to feed on like human suffering or something is very that's a very strange artistic choice. Well, I mean, I guess we could say that once once Judd's lips were 
cut in half like the cheeks you do see the kid like bite his you see you start to see him bite a little bit and then it cuts away well that's true so, that's uh, true i don't know but then you know the as they're making out the wife grabs a fucking butcher a, a, a chef's knife off the goddamn table and then it cuts to black and, and she then, br- yeah she brings it up like she's about to slit his throat and then and then you cut just to black. Yeah, you hear him scream and then a bouncy fucking ramon song starts yep, playing i don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery fucking ramones and man. i was God, i, I was it. into it it's i awesome. liked it i love that song this movie's really weird and dumb and i kind of like the parts of it i like but yeah we miss wow. god we miss so much stuff but but you're not really yeah it's like, so it's just so goddamn cheesy every aspect of this movie is cheesy 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 i don't know this is what i was going to say i don't think i said it i think i prepared to say it and then got sidetracked on some shit there is a huge population of people who were terrified by this movie who think it's a fantastic horror movie who are (laughs) upset that they're remaking it and they're all wrong every single one of them is wrong because here's why they're wrong i'm not saying that their feelings aren't valid because art is subjective and if it scares you that's great but here's why it scares you it scares you because you saw it when you didn't know that they could make movies better than this (laughs) yeah my sister used to tell me how scary the movie was and it's another thing like people tell me how scary the exorcist was i watched it and i'm like yeah okay and then the guy then the director just gets on the commentary and be like this is what's happening in this scene this is what i shot in this scene this is what i shot i'm like wow that makes it even less scary than it was before (laughs) all right like do you know how commentaries work like you're not supposed to tell me what's on the screen it's not that that weird descriptive audio that you know what that sounds like and i and i love the guy I love the guy to death. Have you ever listened to a commentary with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. Oh God. That's what, what he's like. He's like, and here we have this, and here we have this, and here this is happening, and he, like no insight, no behind the scenes commentary, nothing. It's just telling, dictating the movie. <laughs> such a you. such a force of personality it's is the that? fucking audiobook version of the movie. Now, okay, wow. I, now I will say, I will say that that was early in his career. Maybe he's gotten better at it since. I, I don't know. So. His whole career was essentially fucking bullshitting, like like spitting out random shit live yeah. due to a live audience. And maybe he's maybe he's gotten better at doing a commentary. That was the Scorpion King commentary. Oh, let God. me let me put that on record. Well, maybe he just knew how fucking stupid the movie was, and he's like, yeah. But that's what's so delightful about it is is it's so stupid, and you think, okay, well, now we're gonna get some funny stories. Now we're gonna get some some behind the scenes stuff because the movie's so corny nobody needs to take it seriously yeah, at least something right i love the scorpion king <laughs> because it's such a cheese ball action movie and and i thought the rock was the most amazing person to put in that and then i thought oh this is going to be so good because yeah he's a bullshit artist he, he, he's so good at it nope now he now he's now they're fighting jesus dude so pet cemetery it's so so here anyway anyway coming back to what yeah. I, coming back to what i was saying <laughs> I'm going to finish my thought. Yes, do it. I can't either, remember where we were at. Either you did not know there were good horror movies out there, or you were a kid and therefore easily, easily scared. That's it. Those are the only two options if you love this horror movie. Okay, as a horror movie. If this movie terrified you and you adore it as a horror movie, it's either purely nostalgic reasons or because you don't know what good horror is. Because this is not good horror. This is This is a comedy. It is an unfun. Com- it, it's a comedy for all the wrong reasons. 
It's a comedy like like Maximum Overdrive is a comedy. It's a comedy despite the director's best intentions. A movie like this begs for a fucking remake too. Yes, this movie absolutely deserves a remake because it's a because the subject matter is inherently scary. It is. So I'm thrilled that they're remaking this. I'm actually excited to see the remake. I'm definitely going to avoid the new trailer. God, avoid it at all fucking costs. Jesus Christ, that annoyed the crap out of me. So, but yeah, this this actually might be. if we ever do a horror theme stinker fest, I think this is a good, solid entry. Second one would be better because Clancy Brown's in it. Well, Any- I haven't seen the second one, but now now that you, you you give me Clancy Brown and I am there. He murders a kid with a fucking dirt bike tire. Nice. It's great. And the kid deserves it. You said he was a kid, right? So. Well, a teenager too. <laughs> oh, fuck him then. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Pet Cemetery, mediocre. Eh, watch it no, if you want. No. Don't bad. watch it. Yeah, he says bad, bad. I say blah, which is bad. Actually, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I think mediocrity is the worst kind of bad. So watch it or fucking don't. I don't know. There's a documentary about it that I didn't watch on Amazon I, Prime. I was not aware of that. That might actually be entertaining. That might be a little better. You might get to see Stephen King in a fucking... Coke-fueled haze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be more fun. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're going to call it, guys. I think, I, th- I think that's good. Yes, we skipped over a lot of stuff. We skipped oh, over we skipped so much Rachel's dad punching lewis in the face but <laughs> who really cares we skipped over the stunt man going face first into that branch <laughs> oh yeah yeah he, he bumped his head a lot did you see oh did you see right before he went to went to kill gage that he oh, rolled yeah, out of bed and ro- smacked his fucking face on his the table eye. he smacked yeah. his eye on the corner of that table and he like, didn't even react geez. to it like what the fuck anyways i'm like wow are you a stunt double or something shit maybe that's his maybe thing. yeah maybe that's why he got the role he's a stunt man and they were like oh he can do the stunts and not act great <laughs> all right i don't know what we're going to be back doing next fucking week you had some ideas oh, the last time we spoke but i don't what? remember what they were hellboy i think oh, oh april's almost here and april's a full fucking month for all these stupid movies well we'll see i don't know we got a big back catalog too so we'll see we'll see how it goes oh i will i will give you a couple reasons to be excited about the new hellboy movie when we talk about it so yeah all right we're gonna we're gonna run away and i'm gonna go play my guitar and pretend like i know what i'm doing i'm gonna go uh, home and try to get some sleep yes work sucks i have to work tomorrow too Blah. anyways hey guys the fuck was i gonna say social media oh yeah social media stuff if you want to follow us and see us post random crap that doesn't really matter or nothing at all sometimes <laughs> you can find a setting amount of that goes on actually yeah. yeah it's 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 pretty rough you can find us at instagram twitter or facebook at the shark pod and if you want to give us money we're still hitting our 50 dollars goal every month but you know we can we can up it to a hundred dollars and you guys could uh take pity on us and that would be sweet you know. pity sweet pity pity money uh, pity, pity money, money spends is, the same as as oh fuck yeah admiration money <laughs> but yeah you got you guys should do that and you should go to patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood in order to do that. For every dollar you give us, I'll pinch my nipples. <gasps> no, you know what I'll do? You got to Instagram that shit. I will, I will pull a scrote hair for every dollar we get. Holy shit. All right, folks. <laughs> Gauntlet thrown. It's on you now. So there you go. Do it. I will, I will, I will fucking do it and I will send them to you. I, I'm going to go donate a thousand dollars right now. I don't know if I have a thousand scrote hairs. <laughs> Guess I'm gonna have to move to my move to my pits then my ass cheeks. I don't know. Taint. Anyways, taint. taint the taint. I I I feel like that's part of the part of the sack. You know, it's part of the balls, well, dick, dick and balls. It's, it's in there. It's up for debate. I've I've, I've 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 heard a lot of arguments both ways. It's part of the pubic area. That it is. We're gonna go. We're gonna. We'll be back next week. No, no. We'll have some. Let's fun. talk about your taint <laughs> some more.
Let's do that. We have we have plenty more episodes to go. I'm sure it'll come <laughs> up again. But hey, guys, until next week, stay jawsome. <laughs>